step into the realm of unlimited potential as we embark on a journey to accelerate your internal power. In this episode, we delve deep into the core of your being, unlocking the hidden reservoirs of strength and resilience that lie within. But amidst the pursuit of self-discovery and growth, let us not forget the power of your own story. In this episode, I share a phenomenal story from the unseen from within my book. For it is in our unique experiences and challenges that we find the fuel to propel us forward towards greatness. So buckle up and get ready to ignite the fire within as we rewrite the narrative of our lives and embrace the limitless power that resides within each of us. Besides, what began in the unseen doesn't necessarily mean it's going to stay in the unseen. You're going to want to hear this. I'll see you on the inside. Hello from the Pacific Northwest. This is Kristen from KristenWombach.com, and you're listening to Intentional Now Podcast. Answer me this. How does a Baptist farm girl from Oregon stumble upon the mystical nature of Christ, the love of God? If you're like me, Jesus has redefined what you used to say yes to. Join me and my guest on a mystical journey. But before we talk about the spiritual woo-woo, you need to know I am totally sold out to Jesus. It's amazing what the love of God reveals. Hello, hello, good day. Welcome to the show. I am so excited to jump into today's episode with you. Everybody, listen up. Raise your hand if you feel like you are on a learning curve. <laughs> Raise your hand if you have shifted or or you feel a shift. Raise your hand if your tent pegs have moved out, meaning you feel like you are in a bigger space. Okay, both hands are lifted. <laughs> Welcome. Thank you for being there. <laughs> yep, I can say that goes for me too. Okay, about three quarters of you responded. Hmm, we'll have to get that response mechanism just tuned in, okay? I'd like to fire up our momentum by reiterating some important aspects of this podcast. We are a workshop discussion on change. What does that mean? The purpose of a workshop is to create a space in which a group of people, you and I, can meet to discuss questions, brainstorm ideas, identify problems, make decisions, and develop solutions. 
heavy and an amen on the solutions. You're with me, right? I'm assuming that you are like me in some particular areas. Jesus has already redefined what you and I used to say yes to. The love relationship that you have with Jesus has been developed through thick and thin, and you are spiritually brave. Mm -hmm. That we have in common. Amen. Which leads me to another common interest, the spirit. We aren't afraid of the unseen. You and I have developed a measure hmm, of spiritual chutzpah from the school of hard knocks. And somewhere on our journey, someone has told you, no, you can't do that. Or no, you can't believe that. And Jesus has continued to pour the fountain of life over you, which empowers you to say, oh, yes, I can. I can because he did. I can because this is how he shows me. I can because I'm seated in heavenly places with him. Watch me. <laughs> Great. You and I are in the right place. <laughs> I'm going to share a powerful story with you, and then we are going to dissect the story in that workshop discussion atmosphere, okay? And Holy Spirit will reveal principles that will bring solutions in our own lives. Amen? You will find the story in the unfinished book, but today I'm going to share it off the cuff from memory. It's a live coloring book in my mind. It is. It will be easy for me to share it with you. In the show notes, I have highlighted three episodes that discuss this very story. If any of these subject matters are close to home, you're going to want to have a listen. Procrastination, fear, discovering your destiny, and casting your net again. An up-close story when Jesus asked Peter to cast his net one more time. All the links are in the show notes. Hmm. Let me get started. Okay, remember, this is in the unseen. In heaven, there are libraries after libraries after libraries. Everything is recorded. I'm experiencing God and I am writing the unfinished book. The encounter took me into a smaller library. Very Victorian, had a lovely chintz chair with tufting sitting in the corner. And it was full of books and Jesus was standing there looking at me. Now, at this particular point in time, I hadn't really begun to deal with myself and the issues that were blocking me from writing. So I'd never 
actually taken my book off the library shelves in heaven. Well, he helped me with that. I took, saw my book sitting on the shelf, and I took it off the shelf and held on to it. In the story, I take the book and I put it um, under my shirt and stuck it in the back top of my jeans. Just, And then all of a sudden, I see Jesus and the atmosphere changes and G- there's a spiral staircase that Jesus starts to climb up. Well, of course, I'm going to follow him. And I have my book handy dandy in the in the back of my pants so I can carry it. And I start following Jesus up this spiral staircase. And I see him. He has sat down and his feet are dangling. Mm -hmm. Dangling through the ceiling of this internal library. How interesting. I kept climbing up the spiral staircase and I got up there and Jesus grabbed my hand and pulled me up and here I am sitting on the same place that he is and my feet are dangling down through the ceiling of this internal library. Hmm. And I'm looking around I went, huh, where are we? Well, this, this looks like a huge clock face. And I looked at Jesus, I go, are we sitting on time? He just smiled at me. (laughs) What happened next is Jesus says, hey, why don't you hand me your book? So I pulled the book that was tucked in the waistband of my jean pocket and I handed it to him in the spirit. And he opened it up, thumbed through the pages, and then he gave me the book back in, with the pages open. And I looked and I went, oh, page 93. You, you opened it to page 93. And then I saw the date that the book would be finished. It said 0717 of 2017. I said, that's a lot of sevens. But I went, Now, I wrote this encounter in the unfinished book. Let let me cue you. I, I said this, okay? I lift myself up and I have a seat on the face of time. And Jesus says, let me see your book. So I pull it out of its traveling state. I hand him the small journal size manual and I wait on pins and needles. Of course, he's the key and the lock snaps open in obedience of its holder. Jesus opens the books to my spirit. He opens up the book and my spirit knows it's page 93. Hmm. He turns the book back into my view and points to a particular line on page 93 and reads, and he hands me the book, and I look and I say, Oh, July 17th of 2017, completed. 
0071717, written and read. Oh, my goodness. Did I hear him right? Is this for real? Hmm. I got to pause and think about this. <laughs> That's the end of that portion of the story. And I wrote it. Now, here's the deal. It's a pinch me moment. That actually occurred not five months later. Page 93 occurred. Now, let me tell you how it occurred. I finished the manuscript. It went through editing, kerning, editing again, shaping, moving it, adding the extra pages for every chapter. And my printer handed me back the final proof. He printed out the whole book on a final proof. Mm -hmm. And it was summer and I was sitting outside and I was reading through the final proof for the bazillionth time had the highlighter pen in my hand, and I'm reading, and I'm reading, and I'm reading. I'm reading the section that I just told you the encounter story about. Mm -hmm. I'm reading that. And it said, page 93, turns the book in July 17th, and, da, da, da. and I look at the bottom of the proof pages, and it is actually page 93. I kid you not. It is actually page 93. Ah, uh, pinch me moment. Oh, it was amazing. And an, an encounter that sitting on the face of time with Jesus and I read something in the spirit and it actually transpired five months later. Amazing, amazing, amazing. So let's rev up that amazing. I'm going to share a little poem that I wrote for God. This story, it means so much to me. Your story means so much to you. And so we lifted in praise to him. I was sitting outside. Praise for the dove who answered my call. Praise for the journey with my all in all. Praise though the world be hurrying by. Praise from my backyard, cool breeze, wet eyes. Praise from the heavens and praise in the earth. Praise now I worship and adore newfound worth. Praise in the moment and praise out of time. Praise as I sit with this king of mine. Praise in the day and praise in the night. Praise for the words to finish with might. Praise now I'm laughing crazy to boot. Praise on the mountaintop only with you. Praise can you hear me? Praise, obey quick. Praise, I said, praise is ready to tip. Praise overflowing and praise from the well. Praise, let's get louder. Oh, rocks, won't you yell? Praise in the season of 
praise you've well known. Praise my impossible now unthroned. Praise to the coming. Praise to the day. Praise to the uniqueness I found in this way. Praise we are asking. Praise we declare. Praise I am giving your gift to the air. Praise surrounds glory. Praise lifts his throne. Praise to my Jesus. He unlocked the unknown. <laughs> Praise God. Oh. <laughs> Time to get into it and dissect the encounter. We're sitting on the face of time. And the occurrence is on the earth. We're accelerating our internal power. Don't forget your story. Don't forget your story. Don't forget the story, your encounters. Don't forget your story. Last week, I shared with you our learning curve and shift and how Jesus was teaching me regarding a sailboat. Well, that story is not finished yet. Sometimes, we can get so caught up with the what ifs and what am I out and, and what if this happens and the decision making process that our story, God being threaded and immersed in our story, gets covered in a pile of what ifs. Then the what ifs are just screaming, amen? There is a fake lore quote highlighted in the movie Tomorrowland. I love that movie. It gets my thinking juices flowing. If you've never heard the word fake lore, that means it's because the story is not validated as an actual folklore. In this instance, the Native American Indian folklore. But... That doesn't weaken the principles in the story. Amen. In the movie Tomorrowland, if you haven't seen it, I just invite you. It's wonderful. <laughs> Our heroine, her name is Casey. She says to her father, who is a NASA engineer whose life seems to be deconstructing as much as the space program is being deconstructed in the movie in the light that the world is going to end. Mm -hmm. And she says to her dad, there are two wolves. You told me this story my entire life. And now I'm telling you, there are two wolves and they're always fighting. One is darkness and despair, and the other is light and hope. Which wolf wins? Dad rolling his eyes at his own daughter, regurgitating what he has told her for years and years. Come on, Casey. Okay, fine. Then don't answer me. And finally, the dad says, whichever one you feed... 
Are you familiar with this tale? I've got some interesting history for you. In 1978, Reverend Billy Graham, in his book, The Holy Spirit Activating God's Power in Your Internal Struggle, Mm -hmm. Raise your hand if you've had the opportunity to hear Reverend Graham in person. I did. It was phenomenal. I went to the Beaver Baseball Park in Beaverton, Oregon, next to Portland, and got to see him. I must have been 18 or 19. It was wonderful. Maybe I was early 20s. I have to look up the dates in which he was visiting here. Here is our thought-provoking quote, and I want you to hold your story. I want you to hold the story I told you about, page 93, sitting on the face of time, and that it actually happened five months later. So we have some things to think think and consider in our discussion. And here is what Reverend Graham wrote in his book. An Eskimo fisherman came to a town every Saturday afternoon. He always brought his two dogs with him. One was white and the other was black. He had taught them to fight on command. Every Saturday afternoon in the town square, the people would gather and those two dogs would fight and the fishermen would take bets. On one Saturday, the black dog would win. Another Saturday, the white dog would win. But the fisherman, he always won. His friends began to ask him, how did he do it? How'd you do that? And he said, I starve one and feed the other. The one I feed always wins because he's stronger. The story about the two dogs tells us something about the inner warfare, the the inner possibilities in our life. We have two natures. We have two struggles to master. Which one will dominate us? It depends on which one we feed. Hmm. At the end of the movie Tomorrowland, hope has been restored, and George Clooney says this to a room full of dreamers. It isn't hard to knock down a big evil building that's telling everybody that the world is going to end. What is hard is figuring out what to build in its place. What is hard is figuring out what to build in its place. Your story is what you build in its place. 
your story, your page 93, the dreams that God has shown you, the encounters that mark your future. Are they getting covered with the, the what ifs? And what if this happens? And, and maybe we should do this. And I, I don't know. What do you think about this? Are they getting buried in a pile? Your story is the acceleration that will power you towards your tomorrow. The one I feed always wins because he's stronger. We need to feed our stories, tell our stories to God again and again. Page 93 was, it was part of a manuscript that took me 20 years to believe I could write. Page 93 was in an encounter I wrote as it happened in the book. There it is. It was alive during the writing. I finished the manuscript and I kept walking through all the all different kinds of edits, book cornings, page addings, everything. Page 93 came to pass because the faith exercised. Your story is the faith exercised. Which one are you going to feed? Here are the final morsels of the unfinished book. Remember, it took me 20 years to believe God, to believe God in me, to believe me to write the book. Mm -hmm. You have been bravely reading to the end of my book because the mystical is fascinating story. Maybe with a flashlight under the covers of your bed, but that's okay. Nicodemus had a remarkable transformation. What we do in secret, the Lord rewards openly. It is time for that reward. What's the reward? It's your witness. It's your story. You are a witness. Together we began this journey on the Mount of Transfiguration experience from pew row seven left-hand side. In chapter one, you witnessed and heard the giant of fear screaming in my ears for years, holding me back from believing that the Jesus in me and I am no longer afraid. Hope is no longer unseen because faith has been faithful. The unfinished book is finished. It is seated on the earth, yes. It was a spiritual moment when I copyrighted it. Oh, the Library of Congress will never be the same. You have witnessed the as it is. In the kingdom of heaven manifesting on the earth with a handful of activations and how-tos and stories along the way. Mm -hmm. 1 John 1.5 
the message. From the very first day, we were there taking it all in. We heard it with our own ears and saw it with our own eyes and verified it with our own hands. The word of life appeared right before our eyes. We saw it. It happened. And now we're telling you in the most sober prose that what we have witnessed was incredible. This, the infinite life of God himself, took shape before us. We saw it. We heard it. And now we're telling you so you can experience along with us this experience of communion with the Father and His Son, Jesus Christ. Our motive for writing is simply this. We want you to enjoy this too. Your joy will double our joy. This in essence, is the message we heard from Christ, and we are passing it on to you. God is light, pure light. There's not a trace of darkness in him. Hmm. God is light, pure light. And yes, we can sit on the face of time and talk to Jesus, and he can reveal our book our story, and it can come to pass. Amen? Thanks so much for hanging out with me today. I'll see you over at the show notes. I've got goodies and all the links there for you. I appreciate you. I love you. Thank you for being a part of my weekly encouragement. You have a great rest of your day. Bye now. <music>